the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Southern California Live. Scott Furrow with you today. It is a fine day. Welcome to February. Already February 2023. Hope that you're having a good February first day of the year. Hopefully the FBI is not searching your house for any documents or uh, anything else. But if they are, hopefully they didn't really find anything. Or if they did, maybe they're not saying. Who knows? I'm not really going to talk about that today, but uh, th- that story just keeps getting weirder and weirder, doesn't it? Probably is nothing at the end of the day except embarrassing, but uh, I don't know. Hey, bigger story, and something I want to talk about is uh, the idea of retirement. Tom Brady, the uh, former quarterback for the New England Patriots and uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers retired for the second time today. Uh, this time he's saying it is for good. Here's what he had to say. He And he said this to, he didn't call a press conference or anything for this. He just got up in the morning and spoke into his phone to his social media audience. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first. So I uh, won't be long-winded. Like you only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. So uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. I could go on forever. There's too many. Um, thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. Very emotional uh, quarterback Tom Brady announcing his retirement. Uh, how old is he, Wilbert? Is he like 85? He's, he played a long time. <laughs> Wilbert's got to look it up. I think he's 40s, though, right? Which is very old to be playing uh, football. And, uh, you know, it's uh, whenever he retired... 45 years old. Well, he's just a young whippersnapper. The thing is, is he's talented enough. He probably could play another year, right? Um, And it's remarkable because you get injured so much in football. He retired last year and there was a lot of fanfare. I think he's right, by the way, to not expect a whole bunch more fanfare for the retirement. Does that make sense? Like you already did that. You, you retired and there was all the fanfare and there was the cake and there was the press conference and the awards and the emotions and everybody giving you stuff. And then you said, you know what? I'm back. Uh, you can't do that again. You don't get another cake. Yeah, I think, didn't Kareem Abdul-Jabbar do that? Was it Kareem? Was it Matt, Magic? Well, he retired uh, because of the HIV thing in the announcement, right? I think it was Kareem who quit and then came back another year. Anyway, we'll figure that out. Just off the top of my head, I was thinking about that. But you, you can't, you know, I've had people, uh, somebody I was working with one time, they quit. We threw this big, huge retirement party. And then they were back. And uh, they worked for another year, and then it was like, okay, now you're done. See you later. And uh, we love you, but you don't get another cake. Uh, That's how that works. Let me ask you this question. Uh, 
Are you retired or thinking about it? Are you saving for retirement? What does retirement mean to you? What does retirement mean to you as a Christian or as a parent or grandparent? What does retirement mean to you? What should you what should a Christian do in their retirement? The number is 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. You can call right now, 888-528-2557. What does retirement mean to you? I think it's an interesting thing, right? Because there's all this discussion going on today um, about the national debt, for example, and uh, the impact that eventually that's going to have on the budget and when people can get Social Security, right? So there is Social Security has a long time been said is the third wheel, third rail, third wheel, third rail of American politics. And um, because if you try to touch it, you're going to lose your election. And we are trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars in debt. And at some point, you know, what they end up doing is they they raise the age, right? So it used to be you get your retirement at, at what is it, 62 or 60 years old. You get full, you're fully vested at 65 was kind of the idea. But I think that's because you were probably not going to live past 68 and there'd be plenty of money. Now what's going on is people are living a long time. There was an article today said that has the person been born yet who's going to live to be 150? Um, that's a long time. How long are you going to have to work? And as the national debt gets grows and grows and grows, the problem is, is at some point there's going to have to be massive cuts across the board. How do you cut Social Security? Well, you got to take care of people who are unable to work at some point, right? There is something important about that. Um, and so I think what's going to happen is you may not get your Social Security money until you're 90, Right. You may not get your Social Security money until you're really uh, up there. And I don't know. I don't know where that's going to go. I'm not telling that to scare you. If you're already on your Social Security, well, you're good. You know, but if you're younger, if uh, and I always tell this to uh, couples that are getting married, we talk about money and we talk about retirement and savings and debt and all of those things. What I've said to people for years is don't count on Social Security being there. Like, hopefully it'll be there. And I'm sure there'll be something uh, that the government's doing. But but do not count on it the way that you your parents are, your grandparents are, because and that's based on the national debt. Is that at some point it's not it's not going to be there. You have to invest and you have to do other things. So really, though, my question is this: You know, when I'm thinking about Tom Brady, I think he retired a year too late. I think he should have stuck with it. I think it was a mistake to play another year. Sometimes there's something great about retiring on top. I have not been a Tom Brady fan. If you follow football. Um, and I don't follow it that much, honestly. I get into it in the playoffs and, and you know, the end of the season. Uh, I've not been on the, the Tom Brady march, uh, marching and chowder society, as uh, Vince Scully used to say. I, uh, not my favorite. I root for him to lose. And whenever he, whenever he got to the point where he was going to retire, and then he, he left the New England Patriots where he played his whole career, and then he went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which was historically an awful team. We used to mock that team when I was a kid. And then he plays for them one year, and they win the Super Bowl again, and he's 44 years old. That's incredible. And I remember turning that game off when that game was off, and I said, no matter who you are, no matter what you think about Tom Brady, you have to admit he is the best quarterback ever. My favorite quarterback was Joe Montana. Grew up Joe Montana. I would tell you he's the best other than Tom Brady. And maybe there's other reasons. You know, when Joe Montana got the ball and there's five seconds left of the game and they're down by six, you know that there's still a chance they're going to win the game. That was how you always felt whenever he played. 
I always felt he really should have left. There was family problems that he had. He's getting the divorce, a whole lot of other stuff. I have no idea what if if that's connected to him going back to football. There must be obviously other stuff going on in his life. That was disappointing because he seems to be a pretty good dad. He seemed to me to be a pretty good husband. Maybe it's just hard to get it out of your system. The guy won seven Super Bowl titles, more than any other player in NFL history. Six of them uh, for the New England Patriots, and then the final one with Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I always think that you want to go out when you're on top, right? That seems to me something that you want to do, is when you're on top, that's when you want to do it. But um, that isn't what he, that isn't, um, uh, what he decided to do. Uh, he played another year, and really that's up to him. Let me ask you this. Are you retired? Do you feel good about that decision? What has been good about your retirement? Or do you feel like you retired too late or too soon? I think that there's a lot of people thinking about that. You know, if you are in your 40s or 50s, you need to be thinking about it, even though it's very far away. When I think about it for myself, I don't plan on not doing anything. I don't know if I'll be able to retire. I won't be able to for a while. With the inflation the way it is, that's putting it off for a lot of us. And, you know, I don't know how to calculate Social Security and all those stuff. I've got a guy who's who works with it. We got financial people that we kind of try to plan for it because at some point you don't know if you're going to get sick. You don't know what you're going to be able to do, those kinds of things. But I love what I do, so I'm going to keep doing it. For the Christian, I don't think there really is. There's certainly not retirement from being a Christian. I met with a woman listening, by the way, to Southern California Live. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. And um, there was a woman in my church. She was she eventually passed away at 102. She had hearing problems, but otherwise she was very sharp. And for her 100th birthday party, they threw her this huge party. It was a huge deal. And she was telling me all about it. She was telling me about people coming from all around the country to celebrate her 100th birthday. 100th birthdays happen all the time now, by the way. It used to be a rare thing. If you ever grew up watching the Today Show, remember there was uh, Willard Scott was the weatherman. And they would celebrate your 100th birthday. He would just get up and he would name all the people who turned 100. And I remember this because I had two great-grandmothers turn 100. They both died at 101. And both of them were, Willard Scott read their name on the Today Show. It was such a cool thing. We got a little certificate in the mail and we got to talk to them about it. Well, one of them we could talk to them about it. The other one she wasn't able to. But one of my great-grandmothers, she lived on her own until she was 101. She drove till she was 95. Uh, she would always, you know, invite us to go for a ride in her car and we'd politely decline, uh, <laughs> that, but, uh, that was a cool thing. And that happened because it was kind of a rare achievement, but more and more often people are living to be a hundred. That's why people think they're going to live, uh, longer. Um, when you think about your retirement is what does that mean for you spiritually? Is there a good time to retire? Is there a time when you should step down? Is there a time when uh, that seems to be the right thing to do? Uh, The Bible, incidentally, doesn't have a lot to say about it. Um, There's only one actual place in the Bible where it talks about retirement, like specifically retirement. Do you know that? And it's in the book of Numbers, and if you are doing your reading your Bible through the year, and you're, you maybe have read that, or you're coming up to it, uh, whatever your schedule is, if you're if you're hanging in there, Leviticus and Numbers, you know that's where the Bible in a year where you guys go to die, right? But just keep pushing through. You find some. It's a wonderful thing to go back and study. So even if you don't get it, keep going. But you also find some nuggets in there that are pretty good. So Numbers eight twenty five, it's about the Levites or who are the Old Testament priests. 
that uh, they must retire at the age of 50. And that was the that was the instruction to them that they were to retire from their regular service and as priests and work no longer, although they were instructed to be able to uh, help out. And the idea was, I think, a really good one. And I think this is a good one for all of us to think about. Like there's a, there's a principle in there. I think there's definitely a principle in there for people who are in full-time ministry like those Levites, but I think it's a principle really for any of us that one of the things we should be thinking about as we age, as we get older in life, is how do we pass things on to the younger generation? Like practically speaking, how do we do this? How do we make sure that the next generation is able to um, do this? What's the right time to retire? One of the great questions of our day is, is Joe Biden too old to be president? Right? Should, is, should we have a date on that? Should we put in, hey, What's too old to be president or be on the Supreme Court to be in Congress? Dianne Feinstein is what, 90, I think? She turns 90 this year as our senator. And uh, she has people who are running against her in her own party this year who have said that they're going to run for office uh, against her. But she never said that she's quitting. Strom Thurmond, I think, from uh, – where was he? I forget now. Was he South Carolina or was he Alabama or somewhere down there? He was in the Senate till he was 100 years old. Willard Scott read his name. Is there an age when people ought to quit? Is there an age? Does it depend on the business you're in or does it just, is it just right? So the Bible's retirement age, at least for these Levites, was 50, which back then was probably pretty old. Maybe today from the standpoint of principle, maybe you would rise, raise that up a little bit. But you know, at the age of 50, according to Numbers 825, they are to retire and work no longer. Um, and it's an interesting thing because you have people like Moses in the Old Testament who didn't start his job as the leader of Israel until he was 80. So he kept going on. Um, and of course, he he lived a little longer than that. Uh, the Constitution of the United States says that um, you have to be 35 in order to be president. So there's a, a limit on how old you have to be. Um but the interesting thing is, is when we wrote that, life expectancy was about 35. People just didn't live very long. And when we talked about Supreme Court justices having that job for life, well, for life wasn't necessarily very long. Now, the, the interesting thing, though, is that people started immediately to live longer. Uh, maybe that's a benefit of freedom or something, or we had better crops and we had just had better stuff. So people started to immediately increase their life. What's the youngest or what's the right age to retire? What do you think about this? 888-528-2557. Maybe you have some experience with that yourself. Maybe you just have an opinion. Should we should we put a date on it? Should the pastor of your church retire at a certain age? Should the CEO of your company have to retire at a certain age? Is it ageist to do that? Does it have something to do more with skills and abilities and desires? What about the guy who should retire but doesn't? Meaning he doesn't have the the ability really to do the job. That's the concern people have about Joe Biden, right? So Joe Biden, which who may run for re-election, he'll be 82 when he is running for, when he if he gets re-elected, 82. Uh, if Donald Trump becomes president again, he's asking, he'll be the same age as Biden was when Biden started. He'll be 78. Uh, Hillary Clinton, if she uh, gets in the race, if it's a big fiasco and some people think that might happen, she'll be 77. She's way up there. 
Supreme Court justices, when they quit, they're well into their 80s. The fourth in line to the White House just quit. Uh, He just retired, uh, and he was in his 80s. How old is too old? And what do you think about this? I'd love to know what you think uh, about this. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557 is the number. I think that the, the that number in the Bible being 50 for the Levites is a pretty incredible number. But I think that the reason is, is not because you're not valuable. And I think that's the mistake that sometimes people make about when, this when we're dealing with age and other things. The Bible is giving you that because there's a time to shift what you're doing. I believe that it was important there for the Levites to train the younger generation, that they've got to come up. And that's a big theme in the Old Testament, right, is that the next generation, you know, you might have a really good generation who loves the Lord, who's doing great things, and uh, then the Bible says, but the next generation failed. And part of that failure was the first generation, that the one thing they didn't do was really teach the next generation what they should be doing. And that's why uh, Numbers gives that instruction. 888-528-2557. Let's go to Beth in Chatworth. Chatsworth. How you doing, Beth? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing fine. What do you think about retirement? Well, I was listening to what you said earlier, and you were saying you love your job, so you're going to work for a while. And I just retired in um, August. And I loved my job. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I'm 72, and I was going to retire at 70, but I just loved working, so I continued. And um, I think mentally, you have to be ready to retire, which yeah. I was at that point. And I have a lot of hobbies and things that I like to do, and now I can go to a daytime women's Bible study. So I think, you know, it's great if you're able to be busy with your hobbies, your church, your family, that you can continue life and not look at retirement as stopping. It's just starting something else, doing the things you love. So you loved your job, but you're happy about your retirement. You feel like the timing was right. You're you're mentally ready for it. Yes, and also I have um, friends that I I made at work for a long time, and so I continue to meet friends for lunch uh, every other week, and I'm still in touch with those people. So um, relationships are important, Mm. you know, staying active emotionally in your life, relationally in your life. Um, Just because I left the workplace doesn't mean I left those friendships. So I continue to have those friendships, and that's really important. I think that's some pretty good advice there, Beth, because I know people who retire and then they, you know, they move to Costa Rica where they can live like kings and queens on their Social Security, but they don't know anybody. And they become very lonely, right? Or you move to, you know, one of these retirement places that you get into and you give them your house, but you get to stay there for for life. But you can get pretty lonely. Um, That's a good piece of information because it isn't just saving up so that you got the cash to do it. It's, there's a mm-hmm. mental, there is a mental health piece of it. You've got to be active and you've got to be relational. Yeah. And you have to be ready. Like at 70, I thought I was going to retire, but, um, I just wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. And so I was physically able to work. So why not just continue? And of course, the biggest thing was uh, praying about it. 
because I, you know, I was going to retire, but then I felt like I just didn't have that green light from the Lord. Mm. So I thought, okay, I'll, I'll continue working. And then when it was time to stop, just everything worked out beautifully. Um, the, the whole situation, my replacements, different things like that, Take who was going to take over my responsibilities, all of it worked out so smoothly, like you knew the Lord was in it. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's some really good input on the subject. Beth, thank you very much for calling Southern California Live. Appreciate that. And congratulations on your retirement. I'm glad that it is going well for you. And, uh, you know, she talked about prayer and, you know, and this is another angle to it is that you may have a job that you're going to retire from where you get paid. But as a Christian, or when I was getting that with um, the person who was 100 years old, um, she said, she told me all about her party. And then she said this, she said, uh, she's turning a hundred and she said, pastor, I hope I don't survive the party. She she wanted to just die right at the party. Cause she, and then she started talking about why does God leave me here? Why am I still here? What am I supposed to do? Did he forget about me? What's going on? And I was able to share with her, well, maybe there's something that you're going to share with grandkids or family, but maybe it's the doctors and nurses that you're surrounded by. Cause she was in retirement home. And, you know, she thought about it, and later on she realized that maybe the reason that she's here is because her attitude or something she's going to share is going to impact the life of one of the nurses positively or one of her doctors. You know, God is leaving us here, and if we are given our health and stuff, to do that for the continuation of the ministry. And that's a big piece of Christians, I think, who retire is that whatever it is, you're going to live a lot longer much of the time these days. Not everybody does, obviously, but lots of people live a lot longer than they think. Uh, I'm going to take a break and when we come back. I'll get to your calls here about retirement. Do you think there is an age that people ought to retire? Do you think that a Christian, ought, what should a Christian be thinking about when they come to that point? 888-528-2557, 888 528 2557. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. I'll be back as the Wednesday edition continues. Stay tuned. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Text Scott right now in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. If you just look, if we continue the trajectory that we're on in the next 10 years, we'll spend $8 trillion just on interest. $8 trillion just on interest. What that means, though, too, because of the spending that has been going on, is that's why you have inflation. America's strength will shrink it. Everyone has always said, it doesn't matter what occupation you're in, whether you're U.S. general or not, the greatest threat to America is our debt. Our debt is now at 120% of GDP, meaning our debt is larger than our economy. This is higher than at any time in American history. And it's higher at any time in American history when the revenues that are coming into government are higher than any other time. So we've got a lot of revenue. We just have a spending problem. That was Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy outside the White House today after discussions with President Biden about uh, the debt ceiling issue and uh, and the national debt, which is over $31 trillion. I believe I pointed out that's uh, about $40 million a day spent every day since the time of the birth of Christ. It's still not that much, and that's how much we're, we're overspending. How does it affect uh, retirement? Tom Brady retired today from football, and um, we started talking about retirement. And 
I think that for a lot of us, there's a couple of issues about retirement. One is that you're going to live longer anyway, so you might need to work longer. That, I think, is the case for, for many people. The retirement age for Social Security is getting pushed up. You know, for me, I don't uh, I think I don't qualify to be fully vested in it until I'm 67 or 68, I think is the number now. And that keeps getting higher. You know, I don't know that the the national debt's an interesting thing when it comes to Social Security. Social Security is um, there's not it's not usually what's described by politicians, but it's relatively safe. The problem with a lot of it is inflation. The problem is inflation and what that's doing to your 401k and retirement accounts and how much your Social Security might be worth or how old you're going to have to be to get it. So here's a question is, is there a right age to retire? Is there a time when people should be forced to retire? Um, in politics, is 80 too old to be president? We've got an 80-year-old president who will be 82 if he runs again with the idea that he'll be 86 if he completes two terms. A former president who's running again who will be almost 80 if he gets reelected. We have other people who are way up there in government, Supreme Court, Congress, uh, other areas. What about other other places? Do you think there is a right age that uh, people just ought to retire? And how do we do that? 888-528-2557. Anna in Los Angeles, welcome to Southern California Live. Hello. Hi, Anna. How are you? Oh, I don't think that... I don't think that there's an age, but if your health, you know, depending on your health, that's what I would go with. Yeah. I'm an early retiree, and it was an urgent thing for me to do because we had um, five children, and um, my husband was about to get a promotion. So I was praying and asked the Lord, what should we do? And I remember Pastor always saying that there should be um, at least a parent in the house. Mm. Um, I had twin girls, and they were 15 at the time. And they were running amok. So um, when we received the notice of him promoting, and depending on the time he was going to be set on the schedule, work schedule, um, it came back to both of us being at the same time, 9, 9 p.m. to 6 in the morning. There's no way two parents can be out like that at two times. Yeah, so you decided to leave, unattended. Yeah, to leave your job at that time. How old were you, if you don't mind me asking when that was? At that time, um, 52. 52, 52. okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I I did get confirmation from the Lord. I said, Lord, please confirm it. So he had confirmed it to getting the time, the timing that he was going to be placed on, my husband. Do you think that was a good decision then for your your kids? Yes. Yeah. Definitely, yes, yes. Yeah. Because there has to be order, order, order in the house with, you know, the parents. If not, they they do whatever they want to do. They're, they're, they sure do. They sure do. I'm glad that that uh-huh. worked for you. I'm glad that uh, all but, that but is. But now, I, yeah. I'm sorry. I have one more in high school. He's about to graduate, Lord willing, this year. Yeah. And I'm getting, like, a little anxious. I'm praying. I said, Lord, what is my calling? Um, I, I want to go back to work. Or where do you want to place me? Mission work or something. I don't know. I just want it to be confirmed from the Lord. Like, what do you want me to do? Because you can't be home, not do nothing. Like the lady said earlier, a hobby or something, something to keep you occupied. And another thing that said, um, wow, you'll be so free. And I go, no, there's no time to waste. We got, um, you know, work for the kingdom of God. You know, there's lots to do. God says, keep busy until he was returned. You know, I think that uh, you're right about that. Some people, I think they retire and they think they're just going to relax and then they get bored in a hurry. No. It'll take to relax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm busy all day long still. Yeah. All day long. And I'm just anxious to go back to work or something. But like I said, I'm seeking the Lord and see what he wants me to do. Yeah. There's no way. 
You got to keep that that mental going, like you said earlier, too. Yeah, mental mind. All right, Anna. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for calling. Hope you find a new job, uh, and that that's, you. that Appreciate suits it. you. If you decide, if the Lord, um, you know, wants you to go that way, there's always somebody yeah. helping you find a cart at the Walmart. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> all right. God bless you. God bless you. Bye-bye. All right. Bye bye. Sometimes the Walmart guys are there because they have to, because, uh, in fact, I know somebody who did that. He retired, and he had a pretty good income, but he lived so much longer than he thought he was going to. Um, And he had some health problems and stuff, and so he kind of did the math and said, well, you know what, I'm going to retire because I don't think I'm going to live to be, you know, 90 years old. But, you know, the way things go today is you don't know. Medicine keeps getting better, and you don't know what God's plan is, and he ended up taking uh, some some odd jobs like that um, and uh, having to make some more money. Later on, 888-528-2557 is the number. What is the right way to approach retirement? Uh, Tom Brady retired from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers today, retired from football. He's only 45, but that's pretty old for a football player uh, to make it. Really the greatest quarterback of all time. A lot of people think that he stayed a year too long. That last year when he retired the first time, that he could have gone out on top, that it was the right time to go. Uh, that it would have been better for his family. Uh, his family didn't survive this past year. There's probably other things there that aren't our business, but that was in the that was in the news. That was a pretty big deal and uh, raises a lot of questions. He was very emotional uh, in his talk today. Here's what he said. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured... I just press record and let you guys know first. So I uh, won't be long-winded. Like you only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. So uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. Uh, I could go on forever. There's too many. Thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. That was Tom Brady in his uh, final, final uh, retirement. I think he's he's not coming back. Uh, to fo- He'll probably get some kind of job, though. He's 45, right? He'll, he could end up being a coach or doing something else in the NFL, maybe a broadcaster or something. I don't know what he's going to do. Obviously, he's got, uh, you know, hopefully, lots of life left. I thought about this just with retirement and how much are we thinking about that? And as believers, what do we do? Some of you listening are uh, retired. You've been retired a long time. Uh, what's your What's your thought about it? Did you feel like you retired at the right time? What advice would you give people who are thinking about retiring? Give me a call, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. You can also send an email to SoCalLive at KKLA.com. SoCalLive at KKLA.com. I got an email from Yolanda, and uh, here's what she had to say. I love the topic for today. I'm 55 years old, just turned 55 last month. Congratulations. I worked for a local city for 12 years, and I was able to separate and retire from the city at age 50 in 2018. That's amazing. Uh, 50 just seems so young. I remember when I was a kid and my dad turned 50, I thought it was really old. Uh, Now I think it's super young. Uh, she retired at 50. She gets full medical coverage and a small monthly pension. That's a good deal for you, Yolanda. Lots of that has gone away. A lot of people don't get that anymore. I took some time, but in 2019 found a new job. So you retired, but you didn't. 
Uh, and I think that's good. I worked for three years with a nonprofit in Orange County and left a few months ago. I'm struggling to figure out what to do. My husband wants me to work two or three more years, but he's five years older than me. I want to work, but I want it to be meaningful work, something I'm passionate about. At the same time, I have worked all my adult life, 37 years to be exact, and being home now feels good. Being able, uh, being able for my parents who are in their 80s, for my daughter who's in her early 20s and just sleeping in. <laughs> we did have some windfalls, and so we have some savings and a decent mortgage. Uh, I do believe God wants me to occupy until his return, so I'm a little divided on what to do, I'm praying. You know, something that uh, crossed my mind, Yolanda, and you know, you gotta you gotta talk with your husband about income and, and those kinds of things. You know, maybe you should you probably have somebody that you worked with who really plots it out. That's an important thing to do, a financial advisor. Um but work isn't necessarily something you get paid for. And the things that you list here are incredibly important. Um, One of our other callers just talked about how she stopped working for a while to take care of her kids while they were in their teen years and that she's going to call, she's going to maybe go back to work after they graduate, after her final kid has graduated high school. And you have parents who are in their 80s, and I know what that's like. My parents are in their 80s. Your daughter who's in her early 20s, you know, work for your parents in taking care of them, that's going to be a lot of work. And it's going to be something that I think you should take that very seriously. Sometimes the things that we regret whenever we lose our parents or somebody close to us is that we just didn't have enough time or we didn't do enough. And I think a lot of people feel that. And even if it's not true, you you always feel that. But it works out a lot better when you feel like you've really paid attention to that. You know, when when Moses gave the Israelites the Ten Commandments, and they get the commandment to honor your father and mother. The thing is about that that we should keep in mind, all of us, is that that command was actually given to adults. It certainly counts for little children, but it's about adults honoring their aging parents. And you have to imagine, the Israelites are wandering out in the desert, and their their parents are aging and having a harder time with it as you do when you get older. And they were getting pretty grumpy, I can imagine. And, you know, people probably were like, you know what, forget this. It's hard work. They're kids. I believe that we are called to do our best to take care of our parents. Um, we still need to be kids. There's a balance there with that. But I, Yolanda, I would think about that very carefully, that your parents, depending on their health, you know, you may not have them. You're not going to have them forever, obviously. Those are really good things to consider. And whatever your daughter might be going through, being able to be mom and being able to be daughter, those are really the most important roles you have. And you know what? It's work. Uh, You're not being idle. Uh, There's plenty of things to do. So keep those things in mind. You know, financially, you have to get out there and and do stuff. Then you got to do that. You got to figure out a way. But I would I would really lean into that in your prayers. God, what do you want me to do for my parents? How do I most honor my parents when it comes to my schedule, when it comes to what I do with my time? What does my daughter need for me to do? And then think about your your ministry uh, at your church or just with people that you know. You know, how are you making disciples? You got to retire pretty young. There are people your age who go back to college, who go to seminary, who do all kinds of things to uh, say, you know what, I'm giving the second part of my life here or the last third of my life or however you look at it. I'm going to give it to the Lord in full-time work, whether I get paid or whether I'm just educated or whether I'm just 
you know, serving people one way or the other, you know, are you volunteering somewhere at like a homeless shelter or, or at a, uh, um, you know, in an adoption agency or with, you know, some place where you can really, there's, I believe that there is a call to work as long as we are able and to make sure that we're still concerned with the things that Jesus is concerned about in our life. So that would be some of my thoughts when you say, you know, God wants you to occupy until his return. I think really pray on those issues. And if and you have to also honor your husband. And so you've got to weigh that and what it means to maybe work for a couple more years. You've got options. Uh, I'm glad for you that way. Uh, all right, I'm going to take a break. Then I'll take your calls. The number is 888-528-2557. What are your thoughts about retirement? 888-528-2557. This is Southern California Live. Scott Furrow will be back as the Wednesday edition continues. Stay tuned. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. We're talking about retirement. Want to get your thoughts about that. Tom Brady retired from football today at the uh, ripe old age of 45. And uh, lots of questions about that. What's he going to do next? What uh, should Is it a year later? Those kinds of things. I'm curious what you think. Is there a right age to retire? Is there a right time to retire? And as Christians, what kinds of things do we have to be thinking about when it comes to retirement? 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. Let's go to Penny in Canoga Park. Penny, welcome to Southern California Live. Hello, how are you? I'm good, Penny. How are you doing today? Fine, thank you. I think that we should, as the Bible says, that we should work until we drop. Where does it say that in the Bible? (laughs) You know what? I can't remember, but I do remember reading it. I thought, oh, that we're supposed to work and be diligent until um, God takes us. Yeah. But, you know, it's so funny. Um, I've retired when I was like 38 years old. But the reason I did is I woke up one morning and I was blind and paralyzed. Mm. But... I decided I'm not going to let this happen. So I went through all my internet and everything, and I learned everything I could possibly. I reversed all the problems I had. I had kidney failure, and I got on my knees, and I begged the Lord to save me. And when I went to the doctor, they were angry because I wasn't doing what I didn't want to get on prescription drugs. I just wanted to do the supplements I've been doing. The doctor, I said, okay, okay. She says, I'm going to give you to someone else. I said, no, 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 I'll do what you say. I went and I was going to do the testing, and they went and did the testing, and I went into her office, and she says, oh, my gosh. She goes, I don't believe it. You have no kidney disease whatsoever in your body. You're totally healthy. She goes, what did you do? And I said, I didn't do anything. God did it. Oh, that's a great story. And uh, so are you completely healthy now? I am completely healthy now. I'm 69 years old. I'm going to be 70 in 33 days, and I want to go back to work. You do okay. What would you What would you like to do? Oh well, I've always been in sales and stuff like that. But I love retail. I love dealing with customers. I'm very good with customers. They love me. I enjoy. I treat people the way I would like to be treated. And I've always had wonderful, wonderful customers. That's all I've done. Sales. Yeah. My well, entire life. you know, customer service and being able to do that it matters a lot. And if yes. you know if you're good at it, then uh, companies are going to want you there. I'll tell you that. Oh, yes. And I just thank you because your show is absolutely wonderful. I sit here and watch it every day, and I just marvel at everything you say. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you, Penny, so much for uh, for calling. Hey, would you like it if I sent you a free book? 
I wouldn't mind at all. All right, hold on a second. And uh, you, you said you were blind, right? You're, that's been healed, too? No, I'm oh. totally well okay. now. I, I, the <laughs> I doctor just, couldn't believe it. When I, I said no that, I thought, well, I was, paralyzed. you know, when somebody says they're blind, probably that isn't who I should send a book to, unless I got a Braille one. But I'm, I'm glad that well, you... No, 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 that was when I first got, yeah. when I first got, when I had that big stroke. So you had, oh, so you had a stroke and everything. So that uh, that was a big deal for you. Obviously. I had three, um, two small ones, wow. and the one big one, I woke up and I was blind and paralyzed. Wow. Blind in the left eye and paralyzed on the right side. Well, I'm so glad that you are doing better, 69, and wanting to go back to work. I mean, that's a wonderful well, story. And, and, and you know what? The doctor says that they can't find anything wrong with me. And, and then yeah. I said, what did you do? And I said, I didn't do anything. It was God. Well, and you know what? I think that is a great testimony of what the Lord does, because you have doctors who confirm it, Right. You have oh, yeah. people who know this kind of thing, and, uh, you know, it's it's something that I think gives God the glory and makes people know that he's real. So I'm really glad for your story. Thank you for sharing that. Hold on, well, and we'll get your name and your address. Story. What's that? Thank you for all your stories and the people who come on your show. Well, thank you. All right, hold on. We'll get your name and address uh, in just a moment, so don't hang up. All right, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. We're talking about retirement, what the right thing to do is. Uh, Sylvia in Lakewood, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi there, how are you? I'm good, Sylvia, how are you? Oh, good, I'm good, I'm good. Yeah, um, I was thinking that um, I believe that people should retire when they feel they can no longer do the position but also um people there there are still people because in my work experiences I've worked with people that are really um up there in age and you can tell that they really can't continue on with their job yeah um so that's kind of you know it's kind of a, a tough call and also, I know a lot of people, too, that continue working because they feel that there's nothing for them once they retire. Right. Sometimes it's not about the income. It's about having something to do. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, which I think yeah. is really good. Mm-hmm. What do you think yeah. we should do, you know, with that with that line there, with the person who's still working and maybe, let's just, you know, they probably, maybe they don't need the money, but maybe they do. Maybe they know that they're not quite mm-hmm. as capable anymore, but they're they're working and they, they need the money, but unfortunately they're not doing a good job and everybody kind of knows that. What should our attitude be toward that as a society, as Christians? Well, um, I mean, I, I think that they should be allowed to continue on. Um, I feel that uh, possibly employers, if they are able to, I mean, if they can afford to continue to keep that employee on, possibly um, get them another type of position. And I, you know, I don't know if that would mean like an, you know, a decrease in pay and that wouldn't really help that employee uh, much if he does, if he is working to, um, to get the pay. But I, I kind of think that um, companies should have compassion mm. for those people because, you know, they're, they're obviously trying to do their best. Um, and, even though they may not do a good job, there's got to be something that can be done to kind of, you know, to continue um, on uh, keeping them employed. Yeah, I think that you're right about that, Sylvia. Thank you so much for your call uh, All right, today thank you. and uh, your input there. You know, there was a time, and I think a lot of people still do this. A lot of companies still do this, actually. 
Uh, but there's some kind of in big the corporate world that it doesn't happen as much where we were a lot more concerned in our business. We certainly have business to make a profit. If you can't make a profit, you can't even be open, right? But part of the also purpose of having a company is to make sure that there are jobs available for people, you know, and that sometimes you might overhire um, because in your community, people need jobs, right? And there's, there is a place for compassion with that if you are able to do it. And, you know, as we get you know, I think that's some of the tension is sometimes people don't retire when they should. Like I think, like I mentioned with Tom Brady, he's a younger person, but I think he should have retired the year before. I think that would have been better, but uh, it's not my life but uh, and not my call. Uh, but I think it's a, it's something that a lot of people certainly think about. And when we get older, you know, what is the time that is right for us? Now, there's money tensions, and there's also the tension of getting bored you know, and uh, just needing something to do. Uh, there are some people that, you know, they retire and they uh, croak in a week because they just don't know what to do with themselves. Um, that happens sometimes, right? So there's there's a lot of tension with that. And as we get older and it's harder, you know, what I, one of the things I would say that's come out of our calls today that I think has been really good is the advice to pray and to, because I think being honest with ourselves and to really successfully navigate what it is that God wants us to do um, in our life. And to be really humble and honest about that, it matters. And prayer helps us with that. I really believe if you pray and you're asking God openly to search your heart, you're going you're gonna to know. You might wrestle, and it's okay to wrestle with the Lord in your prayers. Uh, I think he likes that. You know, he certainly liked it when Abraham did it, and he certainly likes it when, when there is this interaction. It's relational, right? One of the things that, that God is tremendously concerned about is always the next generation. Um, Deuteronomy 32, seven says, remember the days of old, consider the generations long past, ask your father and he will tell you your elders and they will explain to you whatever you think about doing as you get older, whatever age you are, if you're retiring at age 45 or you're retiring at 38, or if it's 78 or 88, think about being able to pass on to the younger generations. Maybe the reason you keep your job or you find a smaller job or you keep working it's just so you can be around people that you can share your faith to and share your experience to. As I get older, I'll tell you what, that is one of the things that sometimes is most exciting is that, you know, I think when you're younger, you think you know a bunch of stuff, but when you get older, you realize you didn't know, you didn't know squat when you were certain ages. Uh, but once you get to that age, you begin to realize how valuable that information is. And I think a lot of people younger than you, whatever that means, you can be 70 and you want to hear from a 90 year old, what's it like? You might be you know, a middle schooler, and maybe there's high schoolers who would uh, speak into your life. Do that. Be concerned with the younger generation uh, for a whole bunch of things that that means, your family, other people, and pray along those lines as well. All right, we got to take a break. When we come back in the next hour, I'm going to talk about something incredible that is life-changing, world-changing, that is coming this year. And uh, it's blowing my mind. I think it's going to uh, it's going to amaze you. And I'm going to tell you what that is when we come back in just a minute. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. I'll be back as the Wednesday edition continues. Stay tuned. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.